the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. Wow. I mean, double wow, jaw dropping. Wow. Unbelievable. Wow. Uh, what am I talking about? Brand new Barna Research, and I just saw this two minutes ago, so I am digesting it as we speak. Hey, welcome to Bobberty Live. Thank you for joining me. My uh, telephone number is 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483. Looking forward to seeing many of you at the annual Spring Freedom Banquet for the Ohio Christian Alliance tonight um, at the Renaissance. Uh, or no, 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 no. It's not at the Renaissance. It's, um, I'll look it up. I know where it's at. <laughs> anyway, it's in North Columbus over by Bush Boulevard and all that. Anyway, uh, tonight at 7 o'clock, if you want to find out more and see if there are any tickets left, go to the Ohio Christian Alliance website. And uh, click on the banquet. You'll find all the details. And uh, I hope to see many of you there. Uh, Rick Santorum is going to be the keynote speaker. Several of our uh, state uh, office holders, uh, Dave Yost is going to be there. Secretary of State is going to be there. Uh, State Treasurer is going to be there. And a bunch of others as well. And I hope you will be there as well. I have the privilege of being the MC Again. Um, I've I've had the privilege so many many times to be the MC for these banquets, and they're always wonderful. So we do that tonight. All right, like two minutes before my microphone went on, uh, I received this brand new Barna report, and it specifically addresses pastors and their worldview. Pastors now. If you are a regular listener, if you are wonderful, uh, if you're a new listener, hey, welcome to the family. It won't take long before you're a regular listener as well. But if you are a regular listener, if you've listened any time at all, you know how important worldview is on this program. We talk about a biblical worldview all the time. And I'm not going to go through it now because I've done it dozens and dozens of times, the difference between a secular humanist worldview and a biblical worldview. And I have made the point over and over and over again, liberal left Protestants, we're talking churches, Christian churches, do not hold a biblical worldview. There's almost no difference whatsoever between the worldview held by a liberal, Presbyterian, Lutheran, Methodist, there's almost no difference whatsoever between a liberal Christian, and I'm putting it in quotation marks, and an atheist. 
They have a secular world view. Very little difference. There should be an enormous difference. And then there is a biblical worldview. And again, if you're a regular listener at all, you know what that is because we've discussed it over and over and over and over again. Uh, So again, I am just now reading it and digesting it as many pages long. So obviously, I have not been able to dig into this in depth. I want you to know that. But let me read to you what just caused my jaw to drop, and I suppose it shouldn't. Here it is, quote, One of the more frightening revelations emerging from the research, according to Barna, the director of research at the Cultural Research Center, is the worldview of pastors who work with young people. 12% of children's and youth pastors hold a biblical worldview. 12%. These are youth pastors, children's pastors. 12%, according to their research. Now, again, as I've said, I've not been able to read much of it, but 12%, according to this research, 12% of children's pastors and youth pastors in our American churches only 12% actually hold a biblical worldview. Um, That give you any indication why so few young adults hold a biblical worldview? They're not going to get it in high school, secular high school. They're not going to get a biblical worldview in a university. So where would they get it? Either home or the church. Hopefully both. And yet nearly, nearly 80% of children's pastors and youth pastors actually adhere to a biblical worldview. Uh, Then they break it down. Uh, And again, I'm digesting it as I am sharing it with you. Here is a chart. The percentage of Christian pastors that possess a biblical worldview. All pastors together, 37%. Senior or lead pastor, 41%. Associate or assistant pastor, 28%. Teaching pastor, 13%. And children's and youth pastor, 12%. Now here's my first question. How can this be possible? If 41% of senior or lead pastors in Christian churches, now 41% is pathetic. That means 60% don't hold a biblical worldview. But if 41% hold a biblical worldview, How is it possible that only 12% of children's pastors and youth pastors, only 12% of them have a biblical worldview? How in the world do the 80% of these children's pastors and youth pastors get a job? 
How could any senior pastor, lead pastor, allow someone to work with their children or their youth if they hold a biblical worldview? Do you mean to tell me that they have not questioned their youth pastor, their children's workers, they have not questioned them about their worldview? And then teaching pastor. Many churches today have on the staff a teaching pastor. They're not senior pastor, lead pastor. Their primary purpose is to teach. 13% hold a biblical worldview. Wow. Um, As I said, that is jaw-dropping. Um, so any wonder that if you listen to this program, you know that I believe with all my heart, the hope for America is not Washington, D.C. The hope for America is not in the next Senate election. The hope for America is not in the next presidential election. The hope for America is not in the next gubernatorial election. The hope for America is in the pews and the pulpits of America, the churches of America. And this, my friend, is why we are in such a mess. If this small percentage of pastors hold a biblical worldview, does it surprise you that the people sitting in the seats in the pews don't possess a worldview that is biblical either? That's why this thing of worldview is so crucial. Today's news, God's Word, and your thoughts. This is Bob Bernie Live. Wow. Think about that. I don't want to depress you. I don't want to alarm you, but think about that across America. If this research by Barna is true, those in... Christian churches who are dealing with our teenagers, our young people, only 12% of them are attempting to pass on a biblical worldview to the young people and the children that they're working with. Folks, listen. When you're looking for a church, and I hear this all the time, Bob, how do I find a good church? And if you're in a bad church, if you're in a church that is not biblically sound, I am so grateful that you're moving on. You should move on. Don't sit and listen to a compromised gospel. Don't sit in a church that violates your biblical principles. Don't sit in a church that's not telling people how to get saved and go to heaven and to keep from going to hell. Don't sit in a church that questions the authority of Scripture. Don't sit in a church that believes that the Bible is has errors, any errors in it. Don't sit there. Don't promote it. Don't support it. Get out. So people ask me all the time, how do I find a good church? And my standard answer, number one, top of the list, is always, Ask them what they believe about 
the Bible. These three. Do you believe the Bible is the inspired, infallible, inerrant word of God? If they're shaky on any of those three, if they even hesitate. Listen, a church that believes in the that the Bible is the inspired, infallible, inerrant Word of God, if you ask them that question, they will not hesitate. Yes, yes, we believe that. Yes, we affirm that. Yes, we teach that. Yes, yes, yes. There should be no hesitancy at all. If it's, well, you know, it, it all depends on how you look at inerrant. It's how you interpret what it means by infallible. You know, the word inerrant means different things to different people. The the word infallible, just run, just leave, say, hey, thank you. Uh, We're going to go someplace else. But then, if you've got young people, you better find out the worldview of those that are teaching the kids, the children, the teenagers, and you better find out if they possess a biblical worldview. Again, if this research is correct, 12%. That means nearly 80% are teaching children and teenagers a false worldview, a secular worldview, a humanist worldview. They're corrupting the minds of kids in church. They can get their minds corrupted in public school. They can get their minds corrupted in a secular university. They should not get their minds corrupted in a church. Um, and you know what? The music should be way down the list. Oh, they have just wonderful music. Well, I'm glad. That's great. But that shouldn't be anywhere even close to the top of the list. Now, I say this. I say this cautiously, and I say this carefully. But it seems that Joy and I have been called to smaller churches. Most of the churches that we speak in, that we minister in, are smaller churches, and that's fine. In fact, we're, we, not only are we fine with that, we're thankful for that. Uh, will we go to the big church? Sure we will, of course, but it just seems that the calling on our ministry is to smaller churches. I say that to say this, and again, I say it carefully and cautiously. Some of those churches have had pathetic music. I'm talking quality. The musicians are bad. Bad. Oh, my goodness. I've heard some really bad singers. I've heard some really bad musicians. But you know what? They're sincere. They're praising the Lord. They're making a joyful sound. Sometimes I almost want to cover my ears. Not often. Not often, but sometimes it's like, oh my goodness, this is so bad. This is so bad. But you know what? If they're preaching the word uncompromised, 
They're giving the gospel. They're seeing people saved. They're seeing people baptized. They're discipling people. They're having an impact on their community. Well, I hope they'll get some better music. And maybe they can get some help in getting better music. But I would rather see that church prosper than a church with musicians that are out of this world and millions of dollars worth of equipment and the gospel is being compromised and they're entertaining people. They're not worshiping. They're entertaining. Sunday morning worship is a spectator sport. Nobody sings except the people on the stage, the band. And they're up there performing. Man, are they performing. And they're good. They've practiced. And there's very little worship going on. It's a production. Now, please, 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 please. It does not mean that people, a big church with wonderful musicians, are not worshiping. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I would rather be in a small church with poor musicians than a big church with professional musicians where the gospel is compromised. The ideal is both. And we've been in a lot of those churches as well. Exceptional musicians and a strong stance on the Word of God as well. But if i got to choose between the two, I'll take their position on Scripture every day of the week. And when you're looking for a church and you've got young people, don't find the church with the most video games in the Sunday school classroom. Don't find the church that entertains your kids in the best manner. Find a church that will teach your kids the Word of God and instill in them a biblical worldview. All right, I'll get off my uh, soapbox, at least for now. My number is 877-BOB-LIVE. We'll be right back. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 